The thing about traditions is that they can be difficult to establish. You, you want something to happen again and again and again and again. But the problem with that is you have to make sure that it happens at least that second time. And then you have to worry about it happening a third time, a fourth time, and so forth. One of my traditions has become trying to put something out for the dog days of Advent. And I am putting something out. But I will beg your indulgence as I take a brief pause. I've been kind of burning the, the candle at both ends. Most of the recordings that I've done so far have been happening between 1 and 3 a.m., for no other reason other than the rest of the day seems to get away from me. And it's only then, after everything has quieted down, whether it is my own mind, my other obligations, whatever, that I was able to actually sit down and focus. That's not to say that I haven't had moments of focus elsewhere, but that's primarily what happens, which is why sometimes the stories get a little bit, um, <laughs> a little bit odd, uh, self-contradictory. Um, but I'm not going to be able to put something together tonight. It's almost 1 a.m. and I haven't slept properly all week. Um, and I I want to take a moment. I, I really don't want to take a moment, to be honest. I want to barrel on through and produce something and have it out by 3 in the morning. Um, I'm technically on vacation, but every day seems to be filled with enough things to do that I'm, I'm, I'm not able to settle down yet. The editing, for example, of that story that I want to produce hasn't moved at all since since the beginning of the month, which is why in some panic, I sat down two days before the beginning of the month and said, I need to do something. What can I do? And the original idea, and this is what I'm going to do tonight, I'm just going to talk a little bit about where this idea is coming from and where it's going, and, and to admit that some of it has been rough so far. But the original idea that I, that I had upon was the idea of oral Christmas cards in both senses of oral. Oral is a funny word spelled O-R-A-L or A-U-R-A-L. It either refers to the speaking of words and sounds uh, and making sounds or talks about the receiving of those same sounds. It's really weird how that became a homophone. I'm not sure if that was intentional. But given that there are two spellings, it makes it weird um, because when written, they are they do slightly resemble each other, but not quite the same. And I was thinking about whether I wanted to do Christmas cards this year. I have in the past done them years ago. I actually made 20-something Christmas cards. One, I think it was 20-something Christmas cards one year. I started in November. I had a regime and a schedule, and I apparently had a lot more free time. I didn't have things scheduled every night. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. But it was fun, and I, I, I built all those by hand because I felt if I was going to give cards, I wanted to try to do it in a nice way where it was personalized. I really believe in that whenever I can. But like many things, um, it becomes almost impossible to repeat. That was a tradition I could not do again because the amount of time and effort that went into that was unrealistic for me to, to continue that. So, and, and I've struggled over the years to try to create any sort of traditions. But this one was the idea that one of the parts of a Christmas card is that beautiful image on the front. The, the, there's a, uh, a poem usually or some line of dog roll on the inside. And sometimes there's a personal note. I received these from my mother for so many years. And honestly, it's probably one of the things that I miss on a, on a seasonal basis now very much is that tradition of getting a card from wherever my mother happened to be which would have a couple of notes about her day 
about her time. And it would just be, you know, literally the only word she needed to write on there was thinking of you. And that was something that she did. So the Christmas cards do hold a special place in my mind, even though I don't actively seek them out. I don't, I do receive a few usually every year. I haven't yet. And I'm not sure if I will this year. Um, and I'm very bad at sending them out. Um, I'm very bad at gift giving, very bad at all of that. Um, not because I don't care, but because I think I care too much. <laughs> uh, the old saying was in the commercial, if when you care, give the very best. Well, that's a problem for a person like me because I would, I would want to have just the right thing. And I did send out Christmas cards. I think I sent some out last year. I don't send them out every, every year, but every single card I try to make a personal note to the person I'm writing it to, to, and, and I just don't know if I'm going to have that energy this year. But with the Christmas card, that image on the front is always kind of neat. Um, they're usually quite iconic or they're, they're stylized. They're usually quite a bit dreamy. There's a bit of the Christmas magic that's in there. They can celebrate any aspect of it. Of course, I live in a northern climate. So for me, winter has, has snow. <laughs> I say that as a rainstorm rages outside and it was like 10 degrees Celsius today. So I'm wearing shorts because it's too warm inside. Um, but that's the the image of winter that I have. And of course, I'm, I'm deep into watching my Hallmark Christmas movies and Lifetime Christmas movies. So I'm seeing a lot of that imagery. And so initially, I thought I would just try to come up with creative descriptions for Christmas cards and just make them up uh, myself and just keep an image in mind and start describing it, which is a, a good, good uh, practice. I had thought maybe I would write it down or I would improv it. And in the end, I realized I don't have time to write it down. The project I did for the dog days of podcasting this year was a lot of work, but it was a lot of rewarding work. Those I scripted out, read them, did them every night. There were very few special effects used in that sequence, though, so it, it was a lot easier to record and edit. Um, it was really just getting the right take, getting a clean take, and then um, you know doing simple editing to put it out. Um, and then you know, I guess there was a, a, a bad sound effects. <laughs> I think they were involved in that one. And I don't have the full library of my sound effects available to me. I've got to go dig that up and see if I still have the four multi-disc volumes of of. Um, anybody remember Digital Juice? It was a great opportunity to get a whole bunch of sound effects for relatively cheap, and then the company abandoned the whole process of getting the sound effects. So I don't even have the, the software, the juicer software. I have to dig that up and see if I can even access these. It's kind of kind of annoys the crap out of me that I got dead ended. Anyway, uh, with with the cards, I w I thought about simple descriptions, and then it was the idea of what if somebody, what if you're experiencing them over someone's shoulder. And it was the possibility of having multiple characters that um, were all receiving a card. However, another part of me is while I love all of that stuff and I love the true sentiments of Christmas, I, I, I love all that stuff, mostly out of a lack of it is one of the reasons I love it. I'm also uh, I like creepy horror. <laughs> I like strange things happening. And when I started to think about well, what if the cards were slightly wrong? Um, you know, they would depict a, a typical scene, but then something in the card would not be right. And that started to drive me down a more fiction route and where I wanted to have more reaction to the cards. And then I wanted to have a reason for the cards. 
So I started to, to rattle around in my brain, how can I put all that together? And there was also the idea, well, if I'm going to voice these, is this a straight read? Am I just using my, my straight up voice? Um, or am I trying to add more character to the voice? When I say I'm adding more character, am I actually doing characters or just trying to present more of a dramatic read or more of a, of a, uh, of a nuanced read or, or whatever? And then it was sort of, wait, this is starting in two days. What the hell am I doing? So I said, okay, let's do it as an improv exercise. Now, I don't do improv. I've never been formally trained in improv. When I say improv, I'm really talking strictly about the word improvisation, which is where you've got a few things in front of you and you're making it up as you go along. Um, the more things you have in front of you, the more it's more like pantsing. <laughs> which is the writing technique that I try to employ badly. Well, I try to employ it. It just comes out badly. Um, so the nice thing about that is there's a lot of freedom in doing that. Um, having been a gamer for years, having played characters for many, many years, it's, it's not uncommon for me to slip into a character's mindset and be able to just talk like that character for whatever amount of time I need. And then if you add in the GM side of things where I'm also crafting a scenario and thinking forward about what the impacts of the scenario is going to be, you know, it's all that same sort of skill set being brought to brought to bear. Um, so that is what is the background for having created all this stuff. Ironically, I'm now talking more than one of those episodes, but this requires no editing, as you know. Um, and uh, so it has already been a bit creepy so far. And I thought about putting some sort of introduction in these or putting in some sort of warning label or whatever, but I didn't. <laughs> I don't intend them to get terribly graphically descriptive, but there may be some fighting going on coming up in a few episodes. There may be some dark stuff that happens. Um, maybe not everybody makes it out alive. Maybe not everybody is alive to begin with. Maybe I have a whole theory about what elves actually are, or maybe I don't. Maybe I'm just making stuff up to say right now. The danger of improv. Um, the other, the, again, I should probably study that more formally. But for me, there's there's certain rules, which is um, try to never retcon, uh, which is that you 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 say something, it's that now. That's the part of the world that's true, uh, and everything forward from that has to has to live with it. But retconning, a retroactive continuity, is the act of going back and either changing what was originally there, which is convenient if you're just editing a story. That's exactly what that is. Or you're backfilling an explanation, which is what I'm a bit better at. Uh, and but you only want to do that if you find a better explanation. Uh, and there will be definitely some retcon or backfilling uh, in some future um, points. Already was. I kind of miffed. One of the problems of not writing these down and not having a chance to review what I what I did before, which is a mistake, uh, means I don't necessarily have the right continuity going between stories. And then when one of the stories a couple of days ago, um, they said they were going to let the mail flow. And then immediately it says, well, no, we've shut it all down. But yeah, the intention didn't quite match up with the way I did it. And by the time I'd said it, I realized, crap, I've got a problem. But I hope you're enjoying them. Um, my intention was never to stop, but tonight I just 
I just looked at this page and I've been delaying and I've been kicking around doing too many other things. Uh, and I realized I don't, I don't have the energy um, properly to do it. But I don't want to break the tradition, either of posting every day or of actually getting the story out. I have to adjust my timeline. Yes, a few episodes in, I went, I got to really think about some things here. So I've got a timeline. I've got to adjust it now because there's a day in the middle today in which I didn't do a forwarding of the fiction. I didn't move the story forward. So I've got to make up for that at different points. But I think I can do that. There was also a question of whether I just wanted to have it be looking over this particular Mr. S's shoulder and just have 24 cards. <laughs> that was going to be the simplest idea. Um, I should have gone with that. Maybe. I don't know. I can't do simple sometimes. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, so I apologize for no particular new fiction. Um, I could go on and on about the Hallmark movies. I've just finished. I finished two more today. Uh, I'm way behind. So I finished two, finished two more that were recorded over about a month ago. Uh, I'm slowly catching up, but now that I'm on vacation, I'm hoping to hit two or even three of those a day, which is one of the reasons I'm so distracted from actually getting this stuff done. And uh, that's not good, uh, but we'll see. All right. Uh, I've been wandering out loud, but really this is advent adventurous Christmas. I don't know how I was going to make that pun work. Um, and you've been listening to the the series for the Dog Days. If you're part of the Dog Days of Advent and you don't know me from Hold the Ground, that's fair. I'm Mark the Encaffeinated One, and this is my oral Christmas cards, Sinister Santa scripts. Uh, I don't have a name for this whole thing. That was my title just to have something that I was working from. Um, maybe by the end, once all is revealed, I'll reveal exactly who's going on, what's going on. Um, and if you haven't figured it out that it's Santa at the North Pole with his elves yet, I'm very sorry. I didn't mean to make it that obscure. Uh, but it was also, I can kind of do a voice, which I like for Santa. I can kind of do a higher pitched voice, which I like for elves, which I then digitally manipulated. And it sounds terrible. And I'm sorry about that. I'm doing these at 2.30 in the morning. So I apologize. I am looking at a better way. And there was a bit of a, I did a little retcon in this episode, in this last episode where they comment on how they sound so much better. Um, I hope that I'll be able to improve that. It's been a while since I've done that kind of sound effect stuff. But I love audio drama with all of my heart. I don't know why. I think it's a storytelling aspect. I think it's the oral aspect. I think it's the availability. I can actually do it. Uh, granted, I'm not necessarily doing it the best way I should. I'm not writing scripts out and that sort of thing. But, uh, but we'll see. All right. This has turned into a long episode, but I'm done. I don't have to edit a thing. So I will beg your indulgence, uh, and I look forward to hearing all of the other participants in the Dog Days of Advent. A lot of them are doing only the 12-day version of this, which I debated with and then decided to put it on an episode anyway. And once you're started something, you're kind of committed. I may try putting out two episodes just so I still have 24 episodes, but that would be that would be dumb. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I spent my vacation. All right. I will talk to you or rather someone will talk to you. You'll hear a scene again. I promise you. I hope I'll <laughs> you'll hear it tomorrow. <laughs>